Welcome to the Washdown Podcast. And on today's episode, Jarrett Blanton comes back and uh, me, him, and Chris have a great conversation about all kinds of stuff. Um, so we had a great time making it. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. So don't forget to like and subscribe on all the platforms. Um, follow us on Instagram, all that good stuff. So uh, yeah, here you go. The Washdown Podcast with special guest Jarrett Blanton. And uh, Chris Nelson joins too. So there you go. Are you trying to kill me? For 20 years. I'm all about the slow game. The long game. (laughs) Slow and low. Slow and low. (laughs) Speaking of that, let's just jump right into that. Talk about what we were talking about before the Chaos GPT. So this episode is going to be a little bit different for everybody um, or a lot of the same. We're going to ramble and talk about random Nothing. shit. We're, yeah. like, we're like Seinfeld. Seinfeld, exactly. <laughs> so this episode. Yeah. So I read an article yesterday about the AI, the Chaos GPT, right? And it's specifically designed to destroy the world. Well, it goes through all these iterations of, you know, it was trying to get nuclear weapons. Well, it couldn't, it wasn't successful with that. And then it's decided that it's going to do like the long game, basically, of it's going to get on Twitter, get a bunch of followers, and then start, you know, destabilizing and causing chaos and all that stuff. Name of the episode, I've already got it. Uh Uh-huh. Do you want to play a game? (laughs) (laughs) For all you youngins, look it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's crazy. Uh, Just with that, like you were saying, the chaos, GPT, and stuff like that. um, We've all kind of thought, you know, Terminator 2 was just obviously only a movie, and lo and behold. (laughs) Well, here's my Idiocracy was a movie at one time. Yeah, Yeah. we're we're living. It's got electrolytes. It's what the plants need. Um, It's what they crave. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so here's my question though what kind of sick demented asshole created an ai with the sole purpose of destroying the world and like how did that not immediately get shut down so i i think you can look at it from a, a defense strategy right so some you know somebody out there is probably going to develop something like this so how do we fight it so to so, fight it, you have to create it. So is that creating creating infectious diseases and then trying to come up with a yeah. vaccine? And then you got to release it to see how well effective it is, and then to see <laughs> if your <laughs> your vaccine works. It doesn't. Why does that sound like deja vu? Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably because they've been doing it for hundreds of years. Yeah, didn't we yeah. see a movie about that just a little while ago? Um, with uh, talking about the one with Donald Sutherland. Or Kiefer, yeah, Donald Sutherland and no, I'm talking Cuba about Gooding the, Jr. I'm talking about uh, Dustin Hoffman. I'm talking about Tony Stark trying to create a shield of armor around the world that turned out really fucking bad. Oh, see, I went back 20 years before, <laughs> yeah, where they were doctors in the well, army. Well, I went closer, more relevant. Kevin more. Spacey was in it. He had a seizure and lost about a billion brain cells. What movie was that? It was Outbreak Man? Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Wasn't Morgan Freeman in that? Yeah, he was. You brought up Cuba, 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 Cuba. <laughs> he was in that. He was, but when is what's the last movie he's been in? I think he's. Uh, it's been relevant. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. He, I think he does a lot of like 
B and C movies. They're yeah. independent. Like I've seen some stuff. I'm like, hey, it's Cuba. I think he just got in trouble not too long ago for like sexual assault or something. He did. Yeah. So. The last guy I would have thought. But then Bill Cosby. So <laughs> that is true. <laughs> hey man, you go around saying pudding pop for years. What do you expect? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, so, anyway, back to what we were talking about, of, like, there's so many examples of how this is a bad fucking idea. And we keep doing the same dumb shit over and over again. Explain that to me, Mr., like, technology Uh, guy. You know, I'll tell you what's hard is, is, like, yes, I love tech. I mean, obviously, that's just my world. And I, I feel like we need tech to be able to advance it does go hand in hand with a lot of, um, you know, the safety issues that we kind of, you know, we bring onto ourselves. But it's one of those things where I feel like there's a point where you just don't want to go too far. It's like you don't want to clone a human, right? Well, you don't yeah. want to really go too far into AI so fast, so rapidly, because the consequences could just be ridiculous. I'm waiting yeah, for just, surrogates. The island. Oh yeah, no, I remember that movie. I do remember. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to go yeah. that. You don't far. want to get the lottery ticket, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, I, what I want surrogates like with Bruce Willis. You remember that one? Yeah, just I remember. Just to look it, beautiful. Yeah. We all the time. Just, it's a robot. Just, yeah, yeah. control a, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You control a robot. No fear. And, yeah. That's that's not like. Hey, I'm gonna jump out this building and see what that's like because I want to. How about Ready Player One? That'd be cool. Yeah. Or Free Guy. <laughs> nah, yeah, but, Free Guy was more of a video game. True. Yeah. But, like, Ready Player One, that was pretty awesome. I love that movie. So, I, here's my we're thing not with take that. It. Yeah. Here's That's my true. thing. Like, the whole, like, Ready Player One, yes, I would love video games that are that immersive, you know? But, on the same tip of that, that leads you into things like surrogates where you never leave your house and you're plugged in all the time. How many people do you think would starve to death because they would just never unplug? No, man, in the beginning of the movie, yeah. the drone was delivering Pizza Hut. But they wouldn't <laughs> unplug to eat. Yeah. Think about how many people do you know? I think there'd be some, but I, I think you're, I still think people would unplug to eat. Like, hey, I need a, I'll be back in 10. Or you eat while you're playing. Your mouth is just, you're like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Oh, I'm talking about I mean, surrogates. Surrogates would be a little different. I think there would be people that wouldn't unplug. You'd have some, like to start, because there's no warning label yet, and then somebody would die, and their family <laughs> would course. sue. I mean, warning labels were right yeah. now, yeah. and then yeah. they, they'd put it in the program to pop up. Hey, you've been on for eight hours. Maybe you should eat, dumbass, and take a shit. Well, yeah, but if you're using your surrogate to, I don't know, like weld something, or you're Fucking doing whatever your job because you don't leave your surrogate goes and you control them to do all that. Yeah. So if you're in the middle of your work day, you still get your lunch break. Lunch break. Lunch break. Pop up on your screen, <laughs> right in the middle. <laughs> it's like an alarm clock. You just yeah. ignore it. <laughs> Put it on snooze. Because you know they had to do that because there people are, are dumb stupid. people out there. Yeah. I mean, how many times you look at somebody, you cock your head to the side, like really? <laughs> <laughs> just look at driving how many dumb drivers are there oh gosh they're getting dumber yeah and yeah. dumber i had 
And more distracted. Oh, man. I had this. Being on their phones all the time? Like, and people who bitch about it and they do it? I was sending an address to the person uh-huh. who's coming next. So, okay. Um, okay. But yeah, like yesterday morning on the way home from the station, driving north, this car speeds up to get in front of me, gets like one or two car lengths ahead of me. There's no cars in front of them at all. No cars. Jams on their fucking brakes. And then I see them as I, you know, narrowly avoid hitting them. I back off, go around, and as I'm going around, they're fucking doing it to other people. Oh, it's an insurance scam. With temp tags that are like two years out of date. Yeah, 100% insurance scam. Yeah. So now, like, certain states do have that law where if they hit you, like, from behind, Mm -hmm. it's your fault, right? Yeah. Quotation marks. That's not always true. No. It's like, not. if you slam on your brakes on the highway or on a road, and there's nobody in front of you and there's no reason, that's still your fault. Yeah. Don't think because they ran into you, because you can't go from 45 to zero, and even if I'm following at two seconds like I'm supposed to, I'm still not going to stop. The yeah. reaction time is not there for people. Yeah, even, well, even young people who have good hand-eye coordination and hand-foot and all that, it's still, you're still at like zero or point. Eight three reaction time before you take your foot off the gas. Well, you, you how long would your time. how long would so, your something like that? I can't I can't remember exactly what it is. How long would your reaction time be if you were if it was your surrogate driving the car? And you got the ping. There you go. Yeah, there, there's what a happens if you're doing that and there's buffering. We definitely need to upgrade our <laughs> network. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and even to add to that layer, so well, I mean, what about the self driving cars now? All you like know, the ones that ran into a fire truck. Well, yeah, <laughs> true, true. Because it, it's still slides around, it's moving. <laughs> I mean, but I, but they will stop on a dime. I've actually tested that theory just once. <laughs> I had to see. Uh, I mean, they, they will. It, I mean, yeah. they're. I, I think they're. It's getting there. There's still a lot of work to do. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's not perfect. But I mean, there's things that a computer can't account for. Oh gosh, no. That's why we still have humans control things. But I have a feeling like with what you're talking about with this AI, it's going to be there. Eventually, man. Then you're going to have a bunch of robots and their chest turns red. Like, for your safety, you're staying inside. (laughs) (laughs) It would be cool to have some, like, bionic arms, though. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just be able to lift whatever you needed to. What was that that guy's name in Mortal Kombat? Uh, Jax. 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 You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, indestructible. Yeah. It's like, I don't need to lift weights no more. I can lift anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's kind of of coming. I mean, like, I know, know, like, with with Rhodey and, and Iron Man and the Avengers and stuff, when he couldn't walk, he had the, the the legs that allowed him to. Yeah. They've kind of got some of that stuff. Yeah, they do. It's not on, on that level, of course, but it's well, I know getting there. It is. The, I mean, look at, look at prosthetic arms. So the military mm-hmm. like, like had... grabbing stuff. The military had the their version of the Iron Man suit, like, and they were testing it. I remember reading an article about it probably 10 years ago. It's basically like a loader system that you wear as a suit mm-hmm. and it allows you to lift like five because it's all hydraulic now I've it's big that. and clunky and you know but if you're sitting there you're loading boxes onto a plane all day 
it's doing 90% of the work for you Absolutely. and it's allowing you to lift. I don't know. I can't remember how much it would let you lift, but like way more than you should be able to. Yeah. Like three to 500 pound boxes I was by yourself. Say, yeah. Something close to that. I think I remember. I mean, how much technology has come <clears throat> out of TVs and movies? Star Trek. Oh yeah. Well, when they science fiction becomes science Handheld communicators. You mean a cell phone? Yeah. Lieutenant O'Hara. She wore a thing in her ear. For a yeah. communicator. Mm-hmm. You mean a Bluetooth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all, yeah. They had earbuds you know, back then. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. You know, uh, back, back then, you didn't have any of that stuff. Well, no, everything was still. So I remember tell, talking to you about the whole Instagram meme that I saw about this girl talking about, you know, we should have a phone in the house that's like got a cord on it that everybody in the house can use and blah, blah, blah. And the guy watching it reacting to it was like, She's talking about a landline. Yeah, we circled back. We're talking about a home phone. <laughs> she doesn't know what this is? Like, th- we yeah. had that. 15 but, years ago, we had that. But how many, how many how many, kids have not, like, we make fun of other generations, yeah. right? You see the videos. They ask questions like, what is a rotary phone? Or how do you use it? And they're like, I, they can't figure it out. But they've never seen it before. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You can't ask someone to send a fax who's never seen a fax machine or heard of one. Because we've had email for how long? Yeah. 20 plus years, 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, internet, we were all in high school. Well, we were in high school. I don't know about you. <laughs> when, no, when, when the internet came out, I don't know how old. I don't know how old. I'll be 41 in June. Okay. So, so we're all the same age. Yeah. yeah. yeah so he's, same. Actually, he's older than I am. Yeah. yeah. I'll be 41 yes. in July. Yes, youngster. <laughs> <laughs> yes, youngster. There you go. <laughs> he, he just looks a lot younger than we do. <laughs> I still think I probably look younger than both of you. And I'm the oldest sitting at this table. No. 42? 43. 43, okay. Yeah. When did you turn 43? February. Okay, so yeah. Yeah. you're young 43. Yeah, I'm a young, <laughs> I'm just, I'm newly minted. <laughs> but I mean, but think, but look at that, like the stuff that we grew up with, we remember when the internet was in our homes. Yeah. In, yeah. In its so infancy, yeah. as we and call it. AOL. 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 Yeah. You better have two lines. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've got mail. <laughs> <laughs> you, you log on. All right, now I'm going to go cook dinner. I'm going to eat. I'm going to clean the kitchen, and then I'll be online. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. And now it's at your fingertips. You open your phone, you're automatically on the internet. Yeah. You remember when you used to get the disc in the mail? It'd be like 25 hours yeah. free of AOL or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or your cell phone. Hey, call me after 7. Or coming after nine. Actually, it was nine initially, yeah. 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 And then eventually it went then to went seven. seven. <laughs> and then it was then it was weekends. And then you had like, what, mobile to mobile if it was like the same network yeah. or whatever. And it just kept getting better. But, the, you know, a lot of kids, like my son doesn't remember that kind of stuff. Yeah. He's always had the internet. Yeah. Now, he didn't always have streaming because that, that's still fairly new. But how long until people are like, well, why can't I just have one thing that has all this? You mean cable? I remember when cable was a thing. Yeah. When it first came out, we had MTV. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> and they played music, and that was it. It's 24 hour music yeah, videos. It's starting out. You're right. See, I never had cable <clears throat> until I was in college. And then we had satellite at home. Heaven forbid when, it was breezy. Whenever I went to college, not whenever I was growing up. They didn't get satellite at the house until yeah. after I left. <laughs> had, had three <laughs> channels, click your TV over three, but kids don't remember that. And Mm-mm. one channel. It's because you lived in southern Louisiana. I lived in west central Louisiana. Oh, whatever. Church it up all you want, dirt. <laughs> <laughs> We've been over this. <laughs> yeah. 
But you know, you, you switch over to three for your video games. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Now it's HDMI two. Yeah, that was even before you had the red, white, and yellow. Mm-hmm. You had the uh, basically little... the coax or coax. Yeah, that yeah. you had to screw in. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm gonna put my Nintendo. Okay, I got to unhook right. this and I got to hook this back in. <laughs> yep. Put it on three. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> or oh, yeah. or you had to you want the little. Then they had the little box that you could plug both in, and it had the changer. So TV, video games. I had that. Yeah. I never had that. I remember I got a phone in my room. <laughs> yeah. That was huge. We always no, no, had. No, I didn't have that. We always had time limits on Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like. We couldn't play it on the big TV or on the regular TV because you'll burn the tube out. <laughs> yep. If well, you play big, too much. When big screens yeah. were a thing, when they first came out. You they could, were the size of this fucking table. Yeah, and they were massive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were heavy, and you look at it, and you're like, oh, I don't want to carry that. Yeah. And you'd call four or five people, and you'd manhandle it, and you'd get it in. Yep. Now look at it. You can carry a big screen by yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could. Depending on where yeah. the handles are. Yeah. That's 75-inch out there. I carried it by myself yeah. <laughs> into the house, down the stairs, unboxed it, put it on the thing, yeah. all by myself. It's doable now. And now you look at those big TVs, you're like, I don't want to pick that up. No. It's crazy, though, how tube TVs just, like, disappeared. I mean, we yeah. all knew it was coming. Yeah, but, but it was almost be, overnight. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It really was almost overnight. Because the, the flat screen came out, and you still had a tube on it, and then it was like months later, it was thin. Yeah. And you're like, and the price was high, and then all of a sudden, it, was, it wasn't. it was Yeah. Yeah. It was affordable. It went quick, yeah. And now look at it. You go buy a 42-inch, like, ah, eh, two, three hundred bucks. Actually, you can buy a 50-inch uh, from like Best Buy, I think, for like $250 for like a 4K TV. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's budget, and it's... <laughs> It's not going to be the best TV, but no. the fact that you can still buy But it's still got a better picture than any of the TVs we grew up with. Yes. Oh, by far. Like, hands down. Hands down. You ever go watch a show from the 90s now? Like, without it being revamped? Or, uh, what's that called? Digitally like re- remastered? Yeah, yeah remastered. remastered. Thank you. I couldn't the word. Uh-uh. It, they're shit. You're like, man, this used to be great. I remember the first time I watched a football game in HD. It blew me away. It's like we were there. Yeah. I was like, this is awesome. And now if I get one that's a, even a slightly shitty HD, I get pissy. <laughs> First world problems, man. Hey, man, we're spoiled. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a snob when it comes to TVs and monitors, screens. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, growing up and stuff, yeah, we didn't we didn't know any better. Um, and speaking of, uh, you know, you were talking about earlier, Jeremy, that um, – just how like the we're kind of predicting you know like our own demise and stuff and some of these movies and stuff like that well what about how many times the simpsons predicted the future i know i I hate to bring back kind of you know back this old little uh topic we were on but uh, i was thinking about that earlier as we were talking i was like you know what how many times did the simpsons actually predict our future i mean they got what in the 30s with predictions yeah yeah it's quite a few i mean that's pretty staggering yeah the biggest one's the donald trump thing yeah. <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch, they called so, it. So I was listening to um, the end of a Cleared Hot episode um, earlier this morning whenever I was out doing errands and stuff before I got home. Nick Kumalatsos was the guest, and he's a former Marine Raider. He's like 
does a whole bunch of stuff, right? Um, but he's talking about this new program that he's got about how he thinks that, you know, inside every man there's a warrior, you know, and that's part of the problem with our society now is because men have been, you know, the toxic masculinity thing and all of that stuff. And he's like, and the example that he used was look at the Simpsons. He goes, whenever the Simpsons came out, he goes, and it started way before that. Don't get me wrong. He goes, but it was something that was instantly in the public consciousness with this cartoon of the bumbling idiot dad who was fat and out of shape (laughs) and like just completely, you know, trash, which let's be honest. Homer Simpson is a trash dad and, you know, husband and everything else. Like he's fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got a crayon up his nose. It's not his fault. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I mean, he's not wrong. He goes, cause look at what you saw after that coming forward of the depictions of, men and fathers in you know in most tv shows and stuff it wasn't the strong you know i don't want to say disciplinarian or whatever but it was it was andy griffith yeah it was more of the the bumbling maybe soft-hearted you know meaning well-meaning but just completely ineffective and unrespected And how much yeah. of that plays into the problems that we're having now? I can see a Absolutely. correlation. Yeah, I can see that too. Well, and how often are we, you know, even as kids? So when you look at young kids, how do how do kids settle things? They punch each other in the face yeah, most of the time. It ain't worse. Or they used to. Oh, I was going to say they used to. Yeah. And then they become friends later. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of friends that we punch each other in the face back in the day. Yeah. From childhood. But what's like kids don't know how to get through adversity, you know. In my opinion, well, you got to teach they them. Just, you do have to teach them. I mean, not, it's a I'm, I'm not process, saying though. fighting is the the end all be all. Like, use your words first, but don't be afraid to go there if you have to. And that's what we're not teaching people anymore. Yeah. And as you get older, let me wrong. There's a lot of people I want to punch in the face throughout the day but i don't because i can't afford to go to jail <laughs> i can't afford the consequences well, to you it. you know and, and jordan peterson has a great thing on that of being dangerous <clears throat> and knowing that you can be dangerous and that you are dangerous but also not using it you gotta know like, how to control it yeah knowing how to control it like if there's you know and hopefully there's times you you're never going to have to do that you're never going to have to be a violent person but it's that you need to have, you, the, capability you need to have the capability to be violent because guess what? Like just what we saw the other day in, I think it was in Washington state. This dude tried to burglarize this home. The homeowner was home. It was during the day. He called nine one one dude broke into the house. He was coming in and the homeowner shot him and killed him as he should have. And the cops didn't show up for another 10 fucking minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So As he should have. In that 10 minutes, if he hadn't. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to yeah. happen? And that's the gotta thing. Be a, Go ahead. No, you just, you just have to be able to protect yourself. I mean, I think we all should be able to agree on that. I mean, it's yeah. like. Yeah. Well, there's, there's no. certain things as a society we agree on. Not stealing each other's shit is one of them. Not breaking into their home yeah. is one of them. Or trying to harm your family or, or you. Or, or cause me harm in yeah. any way. If you do. 
there's consequences to it. Yeah. But see, that's what... And that might be two hot ones to the chest. Sorry. So living but, living in a society, yeah, that's the agreement that we all make of, I'm not going to come fuck your shit up, and you're not going to come fuck my shit up. But there's always going to be people that don't live by those rules in our society. So you have to be able and prepared and able to defend yourself and your family. And willing. And willing. Like, I don't want to hurt anybody. But if you force me and my back's against the wall, okay, I might go down too. But I'm going to go down fighting. You know, if somebody breaks into my house, as long as my wife or whoever else is there can get out and be safe, I'm willing to make that trade. That's what I signed up for when we got married. When I had kids. I will put lay my life down for yours. I don't want to die right now, but like Toby Key said, if that's asked of me, so be it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna do down, every- going down swinging. Yep, I'm gonna do everything I can to prevent <clears> it. And but- I might, I might take one or two of you with me. If multiple people break in the house, you fight to your yeah. last breath. I mean, that's that's your duty as a husband, in my opinion. Yeah, it's the way I was raised. It's the way I raised my son. You guys run. I got this. I think we all feel the same way. I mean, honestly, I think we all feel uh, just the same way. I mean, yeah, we don't, nobody, I mean, come on, honestly. It's like we don't want to hurt nobody. Nobody wants to hurt any. Well, most people don't want to hurt anyone. But at the end of the day, yeah, if you got kids, you got a family, a wife. If I'm hurting you, you probably forced me. Chances are high you forced me into this. Well, and I now think, it's a bear. I'm gonna trip your ass. <laughs> <laughs> the Forest Service says not to do that, even if you're not really that close of friends, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which whoever is running their Instagram page now is a fucking genius. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, but I don't think any of us can outrun a bear. Uh, uh, I'm not going to try. I can't no, outclimb a bear either. No. After watching Cocaine Bear, I can't <laughs> outclimb one. I can't outrun one. You can get lucky, maybe throw some some cocaine in his face or something. I, mean, I did maybe. see the video where the guy kicked the bear in the nuts. You ever seen that one where the guy, the bear and him fight? Uh-uh. It's, just, no. it's a funny one. Like It's over a fish, and the bear gives the old Rocky over Balboa. A it's, it's, a, it's a joke. <laughs> and he kicks the bear in the nuts and takes the fish. The bear oh, like, on the ground. <laughs> Probably not a real bear. <laughs> no, it, it's a, the whole thing was a spoof. It was just funny. Yeah. So, but no, but I also think that that's probably why the three of us sitting at this table went into the career field that we went into. We, we, we want to help. help. Yeah, we want to help yeah. people. We want to be productive members of society. We want to stand in the breach. Yeah, somebody's, you know? somebody's got to hold the line. That's why you see the cops doing what they do: military, you know, fire, EMS. You know, look at federal law enforcement, all of it. Somebody's got to hold the line. Yeah. You know, like you, you look at the, the movie uh, A Few Good Men. Mm-hmm. You might not like Jack Nicholas's character, but he's right. You ask me to do a job that's dirty, and then you want to criticize how I do it. It's not a, a, a great job. It's a hard job. <clears throat> you can't have that weak link. Now, should they have killed that kid? No. That's wrong. Yeah. But you took you can't transfer them out. You won't let me. But if I have that weak link in my my chain, 
I know, I know, it's it's a drastic movie. Don't get me wrong. It's, yeah, it's, that's it's a, way out an there. Extreme example, yeah. but yeah. I get I get where you're going. But with I, it. but the point is, I agree with. Yeah. Well, that goes mm-hmm. back to that whole conversation that we've had multiple times about. I'm not advocating killing people. Just so we know, <laughs> we put that out there. A little disclaimer. I'm not. Well, <laughs> no, but that goes back to the the having a standard. Yeah. You know, and a standard of performance, and especially in jobs that are life safety. You know, it's, you have to have a standard, you have to uphold that standard. And when people either can't or won't meet that standard, you got to get rid of them. They, they, they need to be reassigned. They need to be moved, put them in somewhere where they can do good because not everybody's cut out to do certain things, but there is something that everyone can do. You know, if they need to be in an, if they would excel in an administrative role or something else find what they're good at that goes back to being a leader and setting your people up for success yeah but also that comes from you know the top down it goes from the bottom up too and the bottom up but it's a, as, it's, as far it's as reassigning street as far as reassigning people though that's the top down thing and that's knowing okay this person has had this issue and this issue and this issue and it's been this and this and this okay he's not making it or she is not making it in this position what can we do to put them in a position where they can be successful. What's the Navy, what's that. the Navy SEAL fail rate in buds? Like 80%. Yeah, it's pretty high. It's 70 to 80% washout every class. There's a reason for SF that. SF is the same way. I mean, I just bring the, the buds up because it's they've got that the class 234 is on all the time. Yeah. When they when they filmed it. But I mean, it's it's there for a reason. You got to be a top performer. Yeah. And then yeah. okay, hey, you didn't make this, that's okay. You're you're still in the Navy. Yeah. We're just gonna get you go back to your whatever job it is or what where we need to put you. Yeah. Like, oh man, you suck as a radar person. Let's let's move you somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly never understood why we don't do that. I mean as a society, you know, as a yeah. whole. Yeah, let's, let's I mean, if everybody succeeds, society's better. Yeah. Everybody fails, society fails. Well, I think Ultimately, this is my own personal opinion. I'm not speaking for anybody else. I think it's because a lot of people aren't self-aware. And a lot of people, it's never their fault of why they have failed at something. And they're going to scream and cry about it. They're going to file lawsuits. No, you can't move me from this job. This is what I want to do, even though I'm the worst fucking what trash collector ever. <laughs> then you're not moving me. And then politics comes into play and social justice and all of this stuff of, well, no, they that's what they want to do. That's fine. They're just not capable of doing it. So they need to be moved and they need to realize, hey, this isn't for the betterment of everybody else. This isn't benefiting anybody. I'm going to go and do something else. Well, it goes back to everybody gets a trophy. You know, you know all the trophies I had as growing up as a kid? It's because teams, the teams I was on were good. I might not have been the best player, but you're still part of the team. And you still had to get a train. Not a participation trophy. <laughs> no. I mean, I played. Don't get me wrong. No, I'm, I'm yeah. not saying you directly. It, I'm saying uh, yeah. Yeah, as a Basically, whole. Everybody, gets, everybody gets the same trophy. Whether you finish first in your right. league or dead last, you get the same thing. Right. Yeah. Like, no. I'm sorry. If you didn't, if you didn't play for first through third – yeah, you don't get a trophy. You don't get a trophy. Period. You don't see him handing out 
medals at the Olympics at fourth and fifth. Gold, silver, bronze. First, second, third. Yep. After that, do better. Yep. Go back. Go back to training. Yeah. You know, I wanted the big trophy as a kid. I hated finishing second. Yep. Give me the big one. I never wanted the sportsmanship award. The sportsmanship. <laughs> well, because that was the. <clears throat> Basically, you're on the last place team. You get gotcha. the sportsmanship award. Yeah. That was our everybody gets a trophy type thing. Like first, second, and third in the – so I'll go equate it to summer league baseball. That's where I got most of my trophies at. But it was always first, second, or third. The team that was dead last always got the sportsmanship award because they tried, which is fine. That is what it is. Nobody else got a fucking trophy, though. If you weren't first, second, or third, and you didn't want the third place trophies like this fucking big, mm-hmm. it's like an insult. You just throw that shit in the garbage. <laughs> You're not even first loser. You're second loser. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to be the runner-up in Miss America. Mm-mm. So what do you do? You, you get better at what you can. Like, oh, man, we finished second in baseball. So the coach can't coach us because that's against the rules. But we all live in the same neighborhood. And there's a baseball field right over there. So you want to play baseball somewhere with your friends. Yep. You play catch or, you know, whatever yeah. whatever it is you want to you do to get better. Hit ground balls. The pitcher you know. pitches to everybody. You know, football in the offseason, you had workouts. Now, coaches can only be there for so many. So what did you do? You did it as a team. You did it as a team. Yeah. yeah. Everybody shows up. Or you had – Weightlifting as your PE, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just so I, happened that the football coach was your your weightlifting coach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had PE. Everybody on the basketball team had PE seventh period. My whole high school. And so that was, was perfect. Fixed. Yeah, but yeah. there's only like fifteen people in your high school. That's not really fair, <laughs> bro. There was way more than 15. I'm sorry. There was 22. My fault. <laughs> 21, 21 in my graduating class. And uh, I bet we had 100, 100 kids in high school, probably. 492 pre-K through 12 the year I graduated. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's what we did. Like if, you signed, like, if you were an athlete in high school, you had, we called it early bird. And so you showed up before school. And you lifted weights, or you ran, or whatever it was we were going to do that day. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times it was weightlifting and cardio. Some day it was all cardio. Some day it was weightlifting and stretching, or cardio and stretching. But you you were always doing something. And then you got out an hour early, and that's so you could go home, change, eat a snack, and then you went to practice. And then if you you know <clears throat> if you your sport wasn't in session after school, you had more weightlifting. Or whatever yeah. you know, if you lifted weights, then you would you would run. I mean, it just depended on what yeah. you'd done yeah. earlier. I in the remember day. that schedule. So we would start. It also kept you busy and kept you out of trouble. It did. Yeah. Well, see, kept you made, in shape it too. Made, yeah, kept you in shape. <laughs> made you do your make sure your homework and your grades were up because coaches were on you. They knew what your grades were. Yeah. Like, hey, dumbass, you're getting a D minus in Spanish. I know. I remember the first time I missed basketball uh, because of grades, and yeah, it's a crummy feeling. 
mm-hmm. being on the sideline, having to watch your team. Yeah, and your whole team you knows. can't even play. You're just like. The peer pressure right there because your whole team yeah. knows, hey, man, you fucked us. Yeah. Get your grades up. What do you, what do you need? What class are you found? How can we help? Yep. But it was more the team working for the team. We started basketball end of July because that's whenever we could start practicing. It was only like three times a week or some bullshit like that. But we would start games in September, October for high school. You guys started early. We started early. And so we would practice, practice, practice. Once school was in session, you know, it was everyday practice. And But it would be seventh period would be like weightlifting, weightlifting, <laughs> whatever. And half the time it was like 30 minutes of weightlifting. And then it was the rest of the time we were running drills. And then we would practice until 5 o'clock. Or six o'clock, depending on how bad we fucked up the night before. <laughs> yeah, that's some good so conditioning. We, so yeah. we, we had workouts in the we had so after school ended, we had summer workouts for football. So you went, you could either go early in the morning, which was seven a.m., or you went in the afternoon, which was three, or you could do both. I did both a lot of times because back then I was I was into working out, like I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I was also in shape, so it wasn't that hard. Yeah, it was easier. And then you had conditioning. You know, you might have to run three miles but it was one lap around the whole complex of the school it wasn't too bad you know it was at your own pace there was no time limit it was just getting it done or you'd run wind sprints or you know tens and fives which sucked but yeah wind sprints did i hated wind sprints but the tens and fives were were, were, were it was it seemed easy 10 10 yard sprints five five yard sprints but if you fuck up you start over so that's getting in, into you know three-point stance waiting for the snap and getting there quickly and the coaches determined when the snap was. So you might still be getting set and they'll snap the ball just to make you start over. Yeah. So they sucked. Our first day of basketball practice, the very first thing that we did every summer, we'd all load up in either the back of somebody's truck or every now and then, you know, I think one year they put us on a bus, drove us three miles away from the <laughs> school, dropped us off, and basically said, you got 25 minutes. You don't make it back to the school, get in your car and go home. You're not on the team anymore. Man. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to make you guys into men. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you did your off-season cardio. Yep. Yep. And that's exactly what it was. And we, I don't think we ever had anybody miss. I think everybody made it every year. You know what, though? That's good coaching. I mean, because at the end of the day, I bet it's a the whole group was super conditioned. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, Oh, dude. we that, Yeah. yeah. We, you, yeah. Might, you might get beat. Right, but you're not going to get beat because of poor conditioning. I I think I played, for the most part, I played every minute of every game, my junior and senior year, my senior year for sure, except for one that I fouled out with like a minute left in the game. But and it was yeah. like yeah. just up going down. up and down. Those sports, down, down. Yeah. Those sports were year round. If yeah. You really looked at it. I mean, I, I, we had multiple football camps during the summer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you had one where you actually went to a college and you played other, you know, other teams would come and you'd play for a week. But you, yeah, you had multiple practices and then two a day started and then school started and it was, you know, course practice every day. Thursday was your walkthrough. And even then you did cardio. You still ran. You still ran drills. But it, it, it was time consuming. Mm-hmm. But it held the standard. <clears throat> It's, that's all it was, and if you weren't, it did make, if make you had a better. shit week in practice, you might sit. Yeah, if you didn't put the effort in. Oh, and then you had you had film 
in the morning every day for school. Yeah, we never did any film stuff. Well, football's more important. <laughs> it's, See, a, I didn't it's, play, it's a tougher sport. I didn't play football well, in high school either. I wouldn't say football is a tougher sport. I would say there's a lot more set pieces because that's how you're starting every play. Yeah, you got to read. I mean, you you do. And you in got, basketball, you, it there's it's not the no. same thing, right? No, I agree. And I agree. Yeah, like I you, you can watch film on basketball players and learn their tendencies. Yeah, and like we did. Like I think our coaches watched because every usually whenever we would have like a big game or something or play somebody that we hadn't really played in a while, our coaches would come up and they're like, "Okay, number twenty-four, he's going to do this a lot," and. He'd fucking do that a lot. And so yeah. they obviously scouted and watched film oh, yeah. and all that stuff. It's just we weren't a part of that. No, I think so. and, and, you know, when you go to college, it's more film because you still have tendencies. Yeah. And they, there's still a lot of set plays. Yeah. You know, football is just a different animal when it comes to watching film and your set plays and your formations and what they're going to run out of this and the tendencies there and how you're, they're going to set their screen up and you know, go down a rabbit hole, but. That was part of that was part of it. Just you got together and you watched film and you eat breakfast, that kind of stuff. Provide your own breakfast, of course. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I did cross country. I I ended up doing cross country instead of football. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. in the early part of the the school year because that usually got everyone conditioned for basketball. But yeah, I, I, it's very similar though to like. A degree of, I mean, you're constantly either running or you're constantly, you know, you're training. And mm-hmm. I knew since I didn't play any sport really from track season all the way until basketball, I figured, all right, well, I'll just do cross country. And I was terrible at it. I'll, I'll be honest. Because <laughs> who really wanted to do cross country? I mean, yeah. it was just one of those things. Just you know? go out and run I mean, three miles for yeah. no fucking yeah. reason. <laughs> Nobody's chasing you. There's not a ball in your hand. There's <laughs> The cool kids never ran cross country. Let's just be real. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they played football, you know, and so obviously – uh, that was one of the things I was like, all right, well, I'll do this at least just to be conditioned. But, but still, you said there was a standard there. There was still a standard. Yeah. So, and then that, and all all those years of you know from when we were little to graduating high school, going on to whatever it is we were gonna do, you had a standard everywhere you went, and you had the peer pressure from your team. You had a team mindset. It, it all led into what you do as an adult and keeping that standard wherever you go. You knew there was going to be a standard. How do I meet the standard? How do I exceed the standard? So my question to you two is, what happened with us dropping standards? Where did that? When did that go away? Like, when did it yeah. be okay to just not have any type of standard at all? That's a good question. So how? So okay, look at your look at your high schools. How big was your basketball team? How big was your basketball team in high school? Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen people. And how many people were eligible to play on that team? Fifty. Um. Yeah, I'd say probably fifty. Fifty boys in the high school that okay. could have played. So you, so you have thirty-five that aren't playing. Yeah. And they have an attitude about it. Mm, not really. Some of them. Let's be honest. Some some people were mad about it. But they might not have expressed. Maybe. maybe they didn't yeah. express it, or that, but they would say something. Yeah. Make make fun of the team or whatever. Like we never had cuts. One high school, either high school for football, we didn't have cuts, but not everybody went out for it. Yeah, not everybody liked it either. We only cut my senior season. 
So basketball always had cuts. Baseball had cuts. Wrestling usually had some cuts. Yeah. But <clears throat> those are the people that want to change the rules because they didn't make the standard. Well, they just did this, I'd be in. If they did that, I'd be in. So now you grow up, you go to college or whatever, and you start getting into politics. Because you know you're not going to the... A lot of people can't do the physical labor stuff. So you go the other route, in business or administrative, and you start scaling back standards to make it more fair for everybody. And that's how you lower your standards across the board. So then it just naturally bled over into... Yeah. Everything else? Pretty much. I mean, honestly, I think, you know, just think about how, how our parents was raised and stuff like that. I mean, there a lot more structure back then. Yeah. I don't think we have as much structure in today, you know. No. I mean, just with the generation that's coming up and stuff like that. I mean, yes, there's more of an opportunity because in a lot of ways, when we're talking about technology and stuff like that, yes, there is a lot of bad that it – can and probably will create but there's also a lot of good is created with the internet and having access you know for kids to uh, be able to go to school online but when you don't i feel like teach a lot of the basic stuff the practices stuff that our parents or grandparents grew up and stuff like that you know that we also even grew up but we're kind of like the hybrids of the group if you think about it i mean we grew up with standard and structures but we also have this new age you know, understanding and stuff like that. So we kind of can use both. Like we don't mind getting dirty. We don't mind working hard. We don't mind doing the physical labor. Uh, Our generation doesn't, but we also don't mind sitting on a computer and, you know, say watching YouTube or TikTok and stuff like that. But the generation now, that's all they want to do. They all, they, they don't every, we shield, we probably shielded, a lot of our kids just growing up and stuff like that from like all the everyday world's problems. Like we didn't hear about, you know, what was going on in freaking uh, just wherever. I mean, I don't care where it's at. You remember I, watching no, there the was Gulf no... War on TV? Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. But That's that the was... first time we really saw it. You're like, whoa, we're invading a country and the bombs and what's really going on. And now right. look at it. It's in your face. Where we didn't have the, the influences, the bad – I agree – Technology is good, but how bad? The bad is bad. No, the you bad get is everybody's bad. opinion now on social media, and they portray it as fact. So I, I saw one the other day on TikTok, and the guy was like, "All these lawyers." It was a video of a. He was talking about a guy who got pulled over for speeding, going twenty five over, cracked his window just a little bit, like people would say, "Just crack your window." That's all you got to do. And here's my information: I don't talk to cops. Okay, that is your right, but now you get a ticket for. 25 over instead of getting that break for eight over because the cop's going to be like, Oh, he was, he was cool. He's respectful. I have that discretion at my disposal where I can lower the speed for the ticket. So now you're going to take that ticket to the, to a lawyer who told you not to talk to cops and how much does it cost for them to get the ticket reduced at for, from 25? Let's throw a number out there. Three grand. Now if it was eight miles over, it's only gonna cost me 500 bucks. So because I listen to the lawyer, so they can make more money, so is that good advice or bad advice not to talk to cops? Now, I do agree, and then you say can and will be used against you. I, I agree with that. So be mindful of what you're saying, but don't be a dick about it. Well, yeah, but also if you're going 25 over, you fucked up. 
and there are I, consequences for that. I, and I and I agree with that too. Don't get you me should, wrong. If you're gonna, it's that whole do the crime, do the time. Yeah. Like yo, you caught me, got me. It's I'm like, gonna pay my ticket. Write it for whatever you know. If I if I get a ticket, I'm like, yeah, I probably did it. It's my all my windows go down when I get pulled over. Why not make it a little bit easier? Yeah. They don't know who they're approaching. I don't know what kind of who, what cop I'm gonna get. So if I go in angry, and it's it's an angry cop, well now it's gonna get even worse. Or if he was cool and calm, but I'm angry. Now he's gonna get angry. So I've made it worse. So yeah. if I can de-escalate from the start, why not? Yeah. Just I don't, be I don't polite. Wanna, I don't want to pay the ticket for going twenty over. Was I going twenty over? Yeah. Do I deserve that ticket? Yeah. Do I want that ticket? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to pay that. I don't want my insurance rates to go up. I don't want to have to get a lawyer. Yeah. I mean. But but the, the point he was making was sometimes your decisions and your actions are going to dictate what happens. And it usually is on a traffic stop. Now, could if you do everything the quote unquote right way, could you still get that ticket for 25 over or 20 over? Absolutely. Yeah. But that is what it is. You did it. That's consequences. consequences. Yeah. But chances, but you have a higher likelihood of getting a lower ticket just by being polite. Just like in customer service roles. If you go in, you start yelling at people on the other side of the counter, how do you think that's going to go? Now, they, they can't use the words, that go fuck yourself because they'll lose their job. Or they might not care and they'll say it anyway, but you're not going to get what you wanted. But if you go in, you're polite and nice and respectful people are more willing to help you yeah i agree. i i agree with that up to a certain point and I'll, I'll explain why i had the recent situation with the rooftop tent right so i called this, this company that's close by and i ordered my rooftop tent 3700 bucks i mean it's not cheap and they're like okay it'll be in this date set up an appointment to go down, have them put it on the Jeep. It's going to be great. The night before I'm supposed to go down, I get an email. Hey, we're going to have to reschedule. The tent didn't come in. Now, this is on a Sunday. I'm supposed to go down on Monday. So if it didn't come in, they knew the day before because they're not getting deliveries on Sunday. They're probably not getting deliveries on Saturday. So they knew in advance. Well, come to find out what happened was the tent was never ordered. So I call whenever I got home from work and I've ended up talking to the owner of the company and he's like, Hey, yeah, we had a problem. We had an employee who has since been terminated. She wasn't doing her job. It wasn't ordered. We've got it ordered. It will be in. So this is after I had talked to him previously and he told me that it was stuck in shipping so he'd already lied to me once right and then he tells yes, me the, they sent you through the run around yeah so he he had lied to me previously and then he tells me okay we're gonna make it right we're gonna fix it blah blah, blah. said okay when will it be in he goes it'll be in you know like two weeks later or something like that <coughs> so i'm like okay at this point this is like a month since i've ordered it right and i've got a trip coming up so i'm waiting waiting i never get like shipping information, none of that stuff. So I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. It's supposed to be in. It's not in on this date. I call for two days. I'm calling this company. They're not answering the phone. Then I'm emailing them. 
they're not answering you the phone. Responding. Wow. I took, it took me, I sent three emails and left four messages in about an hour and a half. They finally called me back. And this woman that called me back, super nice. She obviously had no idea what she was getting into working for this company. And I talked to her and I said, hey, look, I said, I am not mad at you. I'm mad at the situation. I'm mad that the owner of the company lied to me twice. I said, I want my money back now. And I'll have to just order it through another company and deal with all of the other bullshit. And she's like, okay, well, I, you know, she started trying to give me the runaround a little bit. And I had to basically, I had to get stern, not mean, but stern and say, hey, look, this is the deal. Now, this is grand theft. You have $3,700 of my money. You have not provided the product that I paid for. I said, I've looked on the Better Business Bureau reviews of your company. I'm not the only one you're doing this to. There's plenty of other people. I said, the difference between me and them is I will go to the sheriff's office and I'll bring sheriff's deputies with me. You'll have your money back tomorrow. And I got my yeah. money back the you next got day. Got your money back yeah. the next but, day. Wow. But again, you went you went through it the right way. Yeah. This is my, in my opinion, yeah. the right way. You started calm. You talked to them. You were okay. You were you were willing to work with them. It's not your fault that it wasn't ordered. <clears throat> and if they, the fact that he lied, that's on him. Yeah, shouldn't have lied yeah. from the get go. I probably I probably would have been like, nope. Now you lied to me. I'm not doing business with you. Give my money back. Yeah. But you have to. But you were respectful to start, and then as it went on, okay. Now the conversation changes. The demeanor changes, and you have to get stern because they forced your hand. But that's the right yeah. way to do it. You don't go in like I ordered this two weeks ago, and you go and you start yelling because there are shipping problems. Yeah. Even before COVID, there was shipping issues. Yeah. But I'll tell it you happens. this: the company that I called, which was in. Dallas or Fort Worth or whatever the next like next closest company that I could potentially drive to I called them and they're like oh yeah we'll call the tent manufacturer like today and we'll get it set up to ship out I was like okay cool and within like an hour got an email from that company and the other company and we're from the tent company and from the um, whatever distributor or whatever. Distributor. Yeah. And both of them like shipping stuff, blah, blah, blah. I had that tent in less than a week. Yeah. yeah. Because and the tent company, they, cause well, I explained to, and it was 23 zero who I ordered the tent from, um, ultimately cause it's, that's who manufactures it. But they're like the director of sales or marketing or whatever emailed me and was like, yeah, we've been getting complaints about this company. We're not doing business with them anymore. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's the see, and again, right. going back to the right way to handle it. Yeah, going yeah, in. And, I so agree with that. Yelling and screaming at the at the owner who's not going to do the right thing because they don't have the right standards. You're never going to win that. Yeah. So you get your money back, which well, however you got to do it, you got to do it. I mean, you start nice, and then you go down the path. You don't yeah. you don't go to a hundred right away. You start at one. Yeah. Take that first step, <clears throat> and then you talk to the distributor. Hey, I'm having problems with this person, you know, or, or the company that, how you, how you did it. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, after X amount of complaints, we're not doing business with them. Now, when you do, if you do a large volume of business, you're going to have complaints. 
you're going to have things that are that fucked up. Yeah. If you own it and you're honest about it, most people are like, hey, that's cool. Things happen. When you start lying and trying to cover your ass or get people to run around, they're like, all right, fuck off. That's a problem. Yep. And it's going to hurt. Yeah. They're probably going to end up going out of business because of it. Because yeah. somebody doesn't have the right the, the standards they should. When you're doing business, I, I'm not a firm believer of the customer's always right. I hate that shit. But take care of your employees and do things the right way. Employees will take care of your customers and they'll be taken care of the right way and your business will flourish. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Yep. And you got to have standards for your employees too. If you're not doing things the right way, you're gone. I'll find somebody yeah. else who will. It goes both ways. If I take care of you, yeah. you take care of me. It takes care of the business as a whole. Customers are taken care of and they're happy and you've just made a lot more money. It's pretty simple. Like, you, you know, like even when you look at economics, it all goes back to being very simple. It's supply and demand. I supply yeah. it. You demand it. The more I have, the less I charge. The more I buy it. Just like when you go to Costco or Sam's Club. Yeah, you, it seems like you're paying more for those 20 pieces of chicken breast. But you're really not. You're just paying for it up front, and it saves you in the long run. Buying in bulk. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. So I've got, oh, I've got too much, and my supply is right. My demand is right, so here. Everybody gets it at this price. Oh, well, my supply is low. My demand's high, so it, the price is going to go up. Take care of your, cu- your employees. Have standards. They'll take care of your customers, and you'll flourish. This all goes back to just being polite and being kind. Yeah. I mean, customer service is in everything. It doesn't matter, obviously, really what career, if you think about it, because, I mean, even in our career as firefighters, I mean, customer service is a huge thing. That's 90% of and what we do. It's 90% of what we do. So, yeah, I've learned that at an early age, and it's sad that I don't think that that's passed along. Uh, maybe it's just because the parents didn't understand it themselves, so they can't pass it on to their kids. Uh, but, yeah, it goes a long way. It doesn't matter what it is. It's it's just one of the one of those things. I mean, it's like you said, you start at one, you go up the steps and stuff like that. There is times you do have to be stern. And that yeah, that sucks, Jeremy, that you had to go through that. I didn't I don't think I realized that, man. So yeah, I'm I'm glad you got your money back. Uh but that company, yeah, there's no way they can last. And the company that did actually make it right. Yeah, that's that's how you build big, long-lasting generational yeah. money. Generational. I mean, think about it. You're going to order from them again. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely will. And you're going to tell everyone yeah. about them. But you know what's funny? You'll probably tell more people about the negative <laughs> of what. So happened. I and that is something that I actually had thought about because um, I was like, oh, I'll make a video on Instagram, and I'll, and then I sat with it for a minute, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to talk about the company that did me right. I'm going to give, I'm going to give them the airtime and the, the positive, you know, feedback. Because if you spend all of your time and it's something that we, as just people in general do that, we spend a lot of time focusing on the negative. And I think that really, really has a big impact on our mental health. Um, And focusing on the positive a little bit more, I think would be beneficial yeah, just yeah, overall. You're, you're so right. like the company in Dallas, Fort Worth, I can't remember. It's all the same damn place, but that CB adventure supply company, 
and they've been open for like a year, two years, something like that. Not very long, but glowing recommendations from everybody. Nobody has a bad word to say about them. And I hope that continues because they do some cool stuff. They sell great brands and they have good relationships with the brands that they sell. So they get your stuff quick and, you know, it seems like it's a really great company. And that's what I want to kind of focus on more is the positive aspect of it. Now, could I have made a fucking slam video <laughs> about the shit bags that I was working with earlier? Yeah, sure, I could, but what is that really? I mean, ultimately, yeah. here's here's the thing. If you're going to order stuff online, which we all know is hit and miss. Sure. It, it is. I mean, I could tell you stories about shit we've ordered from Amazon that would just blow your fucking mind. Um, but if you spend all your time thinking about the negative stuff, it's not going to be helpful. Like one of the, <laughs> I'll give you one Amazon story. My wife wanted to get this long lead rope for Gemma so she could let her out in the mornings whenever it was cold, just let her out upstairs instead of having to go outside. And so she wouldn't have to walk down the stairs cause she's old. So she orders this long lead off of Amazon. So it comes in this package. We open up the package. It literally is like this long ass rope. Like it, obviously it was nice at one time, but it looks like somebody just went out into their front yard, picked up the pieces of the rope, tied it together with the leaves and shit still in it and fucking sent it to us. Oh, wow. It was like 40 bucks for this thing, right? So Probably probably one of those companies that that sells, but they also sell on Amazon. Yeah. So so she had to to contact Amazon. I mean, she got her money back and all that stuff, and we sent it back, but it's like, it's garbage. Like, it's literally a chewed up, like... Obviously, had been used. When you got to do your due diligence when you order from Amazon, because yeah. they are a third party, mm-hmm. and they'll sell other people's stuff. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. Just, you got to look at it, and you yeah. know, kind of take well, that time and do your that homework was, a little your bit. Homework, yeah. That was kind of my point of, you have to, if you're going to order something, like, especially like, any type of automotive stuff, you've got to really do your research on the companies that you're ordering from. Mm-hmm. I've ordered stuff like that from Amazon. Like, well, that's on me. Yep. I didn't. I didn't do. I didn't look at it good, close enough. Yeah. No. I think we've all had that. Yeah. I've had my fair share of stuff. And yes, ho- homework is a is a necessity. Yeah. I mean, yeah. without that homework, I mean, you're basically just giving money to somewhere, somebody overseas. I mean, and eBay yeah. is the worst. I don't care what anybody anybody says. Yeah. eBay is the absolute worst. When did eBay get so bad? Um, like when I think it, grew, it just grew too fast, too quickly, dude. It's terrible. I mean, when you have scammers for, on there. Well, as a Never. seller, buyer yeah. is a iffy. As a seller, absolute garbage. I would never ever put anything on eBay. Their seller fees are ridiculous, and they cannot seem to like regulate anybody who just wants to make any kind of an account. Any kind of an account, they can even make that account appear like it's been. You know, on there for forever. Over on, on there forever. Yeah. So say people are buying and bidding and stuff like that, your product, well, every single time they do that, yes, you don't have to ship out the product because you do need to receive the money, but you get scammers. They're always constantly bidding and buying your stuff. So let's just say the normal average Joe actually who really wanted to buy it, well, they'll bid it so high and then it makes the seller happy because like, oh yeah, I got this amount of price. 
you'll never get the money because the person was just a scammer. So the person who could have actually bought it potentially for maybe a little bit less of a price, they're always outbid. So mm-hmm. it screws both people. It screws the seller and it actually screws the buyer. And then eBay just allows it. And it just drives no, me that's, nuts. That's, I, that's failure on eBay. Yeah. And that's, they'll, they'll that's fail that's because going, of so. that. I mean, I, how many things does Amazon sell in a day? So, oh, dude. So now when you look at how much they sell to the issues, I mean, it's small percentage. Yeah. You're, when you're that big, you're going to have issues, period. I mean, no company's perfect, but still having that standard allows you to be almost perfect. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, like the company and, you ordered from in Dallas, they're going to run into issues because you can't make everybody happy. There's yeah. no way in the world to do that. No. Yeah. Somebody's going to get pissed off about something and they're going to blow it out of proportion. Yeah. And then they're going to have negative reviews. But like when you read reviews online, you have to really think about it. Yeah. Because there's so much like, okay, well, one, I'm getting only your side. Even your story, no offense, we're only getting your side. Yeah. Well, I did a lot more investigating and talked to other people I know in the off-road community. Yeah. And that's and whenever I had issues, too. And- yeah. Well, that company apparently was supposed to be providing a a rooftop tent for a uh, police nonprofit and fucked up on the rooftop tent. Never yeah. provided it. Wow. Not, yeah. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not doubting you. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but there's still, yeah. you got to have a level of doubt when you read bad yeah. reviews, especially online. The sense that I got was if you actually go into the brick and mortar store, you get treated pretty decent. But if you order anything online, you're fucked. And you have to do a ton of business with them to get, for them yeah. to, They're like, looking just for treat high you. volume. Yeah. See, that just doesn't make sense at all. Like, what kind of business practice is that? Like, at the end of the day, like, why? I mean, potentially, and I don't know this company, so I'm only just going off a hunch, but potentially you would have more exposure to more customers online uh, than your brick-and-mortar store. So then why would you screw the person that's doing it online? I mean, I get it if they just don't care. But So a lot of those companies that I've had issues and dealings with – especially like off-road and Jeep stuff and that kind of stuff, a lot of them don't keep the product in their store. Okay. Like even the big ones like Extreme Terrain and Quadratech, a lot of that stuff is going to ship directly from the manufacturer. So the like the biggest issue that I've run in with those two companies is they will advertise something, and for a long time, it looked like it was shipping from their warehouse. It wasn't. It was shipping from the manufacturer. Oh, wow. So it would have something like in stock, that wasn't in stock and you didn't know that until you'd ordered it. It didn't show up. You call them and then they're like, Oh, well this is actually ships from there. So we'll have to mm-hmm. call them and blah, blah. And it was this song and dance and it happened to me like three or four times. And I'm like, I'm not ordering from you anymore. Yeah, that's just bad business. Yeah. I said, you need yeah. to put this stuff on your website that it ships from a third party. Like, yeah, let then, people know. Yeah. And then like, there was some stuff that I'd like needed, needed for the Jeep and I would look at it and look different sites or whatever. And then I would just call. I'd be like, hey, do you have this? Is it in your warehouse? Yes, it is. Okay. I want to order it. Well, you can order it online. No, I'm going to order it from you on the phone. I've talked to a real person. And then I never had any issues with that. So, I don't know. I did not think this podcast was going to go this (laughs) direction. We've covered a lot of ground. (laughs) (laughs) I think we did. It's all about standards. 
That's what yeah. that's what everything comes back to is having high, higher standards than what you think you need. Yeah. And then you're, you're and you're not gonna. I mean, you can, you can still fail, but the likelihood of you failing is less. Well, and I think the ability or the the sense of responsibility to try to make things right and not necessarily right, but at least follow up on what you said, yeah. you know, back up your product, back up what you, you did. And you, you know, you mentioned the customer service with the fire department. It's the same thing of, you know, yeah. Is it fucking irritating that we go pick up the same fucking person <laughs> on every Friday night that we work you know, we help them down to their car, and then at two o'clock in the morning, we're helping them back in their apartment. Is it irritating? Yes. Yes. But that's part of customer service. That is part mm-hmm. of it. It's part of what we do, whether we like it or not. Okay. Because guess what? They don't have anybody else to call. No. And we allow it. But we do have, there are resources. I'm but not, you have to be willing to, to, to go down that road with them yeah. in the right way. Yeah. Because you had to approach it the right way, or else you're not you're just gonna stay in the same loop you're in. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. That, that, but to me, that's part of customer service. Yeah. So if you can can talk to this person and tell them about the resources and and get them to use the resources that are available, now that takes that off your plate. Yeah. And you're available for other customer service, quote unquote, calls. Yeah. Because you're still needed elsewhere. Yeah. So it's it's still you're still doing customer service and what's best for that person, yeah, and the best for your community that you're serving. But it's I know and sometimes at, at two in the morning it's really hard to be polite <laughs> <laughs> and respectful. It really is, yeah. especially yeah. you've only been asleep for <clears throat> forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Because how many times is it ha- has it actually been? Oh, sorry like a serious call how many times has it been serious you know especially when it's the same person yeah you know over and over and over yes there is serious calls and i'm not saying to never take those like you know um without having the same polite approach but it, you're right we signed up for this we know this this is a part of yeah being uh, keeping a standard yeah you know and making sure that we're all on the same page not it doesn't happen and there's a lot of industries where I think it's it's always like there's just probably a smaller percentage that actually makes up the bigger the bigger percentage and as far as keeping the standard. Yeah. I feel like because that's just my argument about the younger generation. And I hate to keep bringing it up like that, but I think it's true. But it's our, it's our job to teach them. Yeah, and it, it is. Enforce the standard. It is. To pass it down. Yeah, I and that's something that we've touched on in the past of the, you know, because we've sat here and we've gotten into that that mindset at times of bitching about the younger generation and how they don't do things the way we did and this and that and the other thing, which is there's some value to that and there's some truth to that. But also the thing that gets overlooked that we've kind of started more to talk about is you can't hate on them if they don't know. Like there's that knowledge gap and whose responsibility is it to train them? Well, it's ours as the older people on the department. It's our responsibility to train them up and bring them up to the standard. You know, so we have to take a little bit of that responsibility on ourselves and knowing that, yes, they weren't raised the same way that we were. 
and we might have to attack this problem from a different angle than one that we really are comfortable using or, you know, we're going to have to figure it out because eventually all of us are going to retire. And if we haven't passed on the knowledge that we've learned, what have we really done? Well, that's okay. AI would just put fires out. <laughs> <laughs> that's coming. No, but no, you're right though. Honestly. And, and I mean, you're right. I think we all need to do a better job. It's just as far as passing it down. Uh, I, and I, think that a lot of the the problems too that I think I see and and kind of go through uh, is the fact that you know whenever we came on and I know you guys obviously got more time on than me but obviously it was this this, this it was the same standard but when we came on our mindset was more driven you know we had more of a driven mindset to want to learn to want to ask those questions yeah you brought up a good point that yes they didn't they were they weren't raised the same so yeah. since they weren't raised the same they wouldn't have kind of that mindset to be driven enough to ask those qualifying questions of how to do this or not being afraid it's more like the entitlement coming in like oh i finally got on a job and now i get to do you know all this stuff and hang out and chill yeah that's the great part about it but there's a bigger portion that they're missing yeah and it's like the it's almost ass backwards if yeah. you ask me it's like wait hold up here yeah <laughs> you should be having 20 years in but no go ahead yeah. i'm sorry well no i mean and the thing is though the thing that needs to be recognized and talked about is i think whenever all of us came on we saw this as a career like this is what we want to do for the rest of our lives now yeah we've had side jobs and done this and done that and whatever that mindset just isn't really there from a lot of the younger generation it's something that they're going to come do for four or five years and then they're going to move on to something else which i'm not saying that's a bad thing or that it's wrong or whatever if that works for them it works for them whatever my worry is what is that doing to the capability of the job because the that hasn't changed what we have to do hasn't changed we still have to put out fires we still have to do ems we still have to cut people out of cars we still have to do high-rise stuff like we all of the all of those job duties have not changed we still have to clean the station mm -hmm. you know so where's the trade-off there we have to have yeah. that standard it still has to be enforced even if they don't see it as a career or whatever, we got to figure out a way to say, okay, that's fine. You might leave in five years, but while you're here, this is what we expect. So I have a question. Do you guys feel like that that's happening kind of as a whole, as far as throughout our entire nation through the fire department or oh, absolutely. is that something is. that you think is just localized in just Kansas city? Um, I think it's, it's nationwide from as many of the other people that I talk to in different departments. Um, I think it's every department has obviously their own specific problems and all of that stuff. Um, but I think with the people that I talk to, they keep talking about that thing of the newer guys coming in or the newer, the newer people that come into the department into the career field are just, and I'm not even going to say most of them, but a lot of them, enough that you notice, they're just not, like you said, as driven. They're not as driven to learn 
the job and all that it entails. They're not as committed, you know, and I'm not saying like there, whenever we came on, there was a lot of stuff that you were expected to do as far as being committed to you're a firefighter first and everything else is second, you know, and whenever it's station day to go out and get fucking hammered, you better fucking be there and you better do this (laughs) and you got to do this on your off time and blah, blah, blah. Now, some of that stuff I think is bullshit and I'm glad a lot of it has went away, but I think part of what also went away with that is, you know, they, there's not that pride in the job. Like it is just a job which we've talked about that too, of how this is, it's a job. It's a career. Ben, you were so much more than this. You know, you're a husband, a father, a son, a daughter, a mother, a whatever. It's not your whole identity and you can't get too wrapped up in it. But at the same time, you have to take pride in your work. Like we had a, a situation the other day that really just kind of highlights this. We got a crew that's kind of working on their station, trying to make it a little nicer, you know, cleaning it up, painting the walls, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, the captain, yeah, the captain's out there painting the wall or prepping the wall to paint. And this brand new firefighter comes out. He's like, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm prepping the wall to paint and all this (laughs) stuff. He goes, you want to grab a brush? And the new firefighter's response was, is it written that I have to do that? And he turns around and walks back in the kitchen. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that would and never that, flew. Yeah. That would have never flew back I in mean, the day. can you imagine telling our old Kevin <laughs> that, walking in on him whenever we were repainting the kitchen at that old station mm-hmm. and saying that? What would he have done? I don't even want to speculate. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's it's that kind of thing where it's like, Again, it, like you said, but it you goes back to standards. You can't paint a whole generation by the responses of a few. Too. Exactly. You know, so it's, it's but definitely, think, but it's definitely it's person, enough. person dependent. Yeah, but it's enough that everybody notices. Ned, that's not to say that we don't have some fucking all-stars that have come in recently. Oh, now. absolutely. No, I mean, I, agree with I that. can think of three or four of them right off the top of my head that's like, that person is fucking jam up and they're about it. And I'm glad but, you brought... I'm glad you brought that up because at the same time, I don't want to seem like I'm completely slamming because that you're right. There is, there's some actually pretty jam up badass dudes, you know, just firefighters in general um, that I feel like are really made. For yeah. this. I, I, th- I think you see, this. see what you're, the people you're talking about is the minority. It's the, they're the exception to the rule. But you you see it the most and you hear it the most because it's negative, and they're the loudest. Well, about and, stuff because it's always it's the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And also, I was thinking about this the other day. I think it's more prevalent or more visible now because everybody nationwide is so short staffed mm-hmm. that this stands out more. It does. But so, and then that's not to say that we don't have people from our generation that were total shit bags Absolutely. that were lazy as fuck i mean that, <laughs> you're just gonna have and that the generation before and before yeah. it's always there yeah it's always gonna be there it just seems like it stands out more now because of the staffing well, issues yeah that's part of it but i think i also think you can do things right right 100 or 99 times out of 100 you can do things right 99 times out of 100 but everybody remembers the one where you fucked well, up 
that goes back to how we focus on the negative. Yeah. That's the tendency. So that's what we see. You see somebody yeah. do something bad, and now all of a sudden, that person's a shitbag. That yeah. person's this. That person's that. You, you show up, you know, at 6.55 once. You're a piece of shit. You're a whistle splitter. Never mind the, the five years I was here at, you know, quarter till six. But the one time is what you remember. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, yeah. I do I do have a problem with that, too. To, it does go back to the, you know, the whole um, focusing just strictly on the negative. Um, I don't know. I think that I, I don't honestly know what I think as far as you know, kind of what the future is as far as uh, the fire, you know, the fire department world as a whole. And I'm talking about like for the nation. Um, I do believe that, yes, you know, there is a massive shortage and that's something that's never, you know, been heard of. I mean, we've never had a shortage. Well, you know, you've, had, you've had generations of high school pushing college, get a white collar job, get an office job. You don't want a blue collar job. That's what you've heard for years and years and years. And now we don't have those people that are going to do the blue-collar jobs, be the welders, the mechanics, the plumbers. Plumbing sucks. I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but it needs to be done. You know, electrical work. HVAC. HVAC. All of the trades. Yeah. You know, we're a trade. We're a professional trade. Because yeah. you got to have the knowledge and the education and the research to do what we do. And, that's, and they work on that, and there's people that do that, and they're great, and they put it out for us, and we learn, but we're still a trade. We're yeah. still hands-on. Yeah. We get dirty. And people don't. There's people that don't want to do that because of what's been preached. And now you have a market saturated with bachelor's degrees. Well, good for you. There are a dime a dozen now. That's not what we need. We don't need more computer programmers. I mean, we do, but not at the same rate we need the trade jobs, the police officers, the firefighters, the military welders, mechanics, the list goes on. You got to have somewhere to live. Your house needs to get fixed. Do you know how to do it? You better call somebody who does. Oh, well, there's only like four people in the city now. That's the path we're on. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why it all goes back to the whole tech stuff. I mean, that's why we're trying to keep pushing tech so we can keep pushing, you know, like you said, <clears throat> just imagine – if all of a sudden we have smart houses that they can repair themselves. Yeah, that's super far-fetched, and we're talking way in the future, but would it really be too hard to think that maybe in, like, 50 years? Oh, sorry, sorry. Would it be really hard to think, think like, maybe in, like, the next 50 years there could be something because there's too many people that just decide they don't want to do the blue-collar jobs anymore? I mean, look, look, cars are a perfect example. You look at cars from the 70s. They didn't have all the dashboard lights to tell you to look at something or your oil need to be changed. You just the dummy to, lights? The dummy <laughs> lights, yeah. You had to know. Like, oh, that sounds new. That sounds like it might be this. And they investigated. Now you don't get that. You get, oh, check your engine. What the fuck does that mean? Or, or it could, and that could just be an O2 sensor because you didn't get your gas cap on tight enough. Could be, yeah. You know, something that simple. Where smart cars are great. But they're also a hindrance. They're very much so. Yeah. Or hey, I'm not going to run anymore because I, I have a diesel and it needs to clean itself out now. So hey, guess what you get to do on the highway? You get to limp down to five miles an hour. It's going to take me thirty minutes to. You know what I mean? So technology is great, but it's also a hindrance. If it's used the right way, it's it's fine. 
But when we put all these safety shit in here, does is it really safer? Is it? Um, some things yes, some things yeah. no. That's then, where then, I was that's, at. That, yes that's exactly no. that's the point. That's yeah. It, yeah, not all of it's great. Yeah. Now that would be awesome if we had a house that could fix itself. Yeah. <laughs> Like, hey, I'm changing out my shower. Go ahead and knock that out for me. <laughs> yeah. Because it took me all fucking day to do it. Yeah. Oh, we need some uh, extra plug-ins in this room. Uh, go yeah. ahead and fix, you know, make that happen. Man, I would love to have some recessed lighting and some mood lighting, you know? Yeah. You know what? Time for a fireplace. Yeah. Oh, it's summertime. Get rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. But Yeah, wouldn't it be cool if we all had like a just a massive 3D printer room? Yeah. Just a whole room that was a 3D printer mm-hmm. in your in your house. You could just decide, you know what? I want uh, a new vanity today. I want a new deck. Yeah. Just create your own stuff right there and yeah. just move it out. But, yeah, that that would be like 50 years from now. Then, then, you, then your robot looks like Robin Williams comes out. <laughs> a bicentennial <laughs> man. Yeah. Or like on Star Trek or Star Wars with the food synthesizers. Yeah. yeah. You know? Oh, you just... I want a steak today. Did you? Yeah, oh, a man, steak that would be amazing. Out. Yeah, perfect. Better perfect be temperature. Right. Yeah. Burn my steak. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Hammer's coming out now. <laughs> oh, I would learn computer programming just to fuck with your food. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, or better yet, like the Matrix, you know? It's like, you know what? I want to be able to learn kung fu. I want to be a freaking first degree black belt in it and just, you know, do it. Yeah, that's you're talking about some cyborg shit well, now. That'd be awesome. true, but that still would be man, awesome. He, he wants cybernetic arms. Come on, yeah, man. That's true. I have to, you know, I think all that stuff would be like super cool to be able to do that and all of that stuff. But it also it worries me about somebody hacking in and fucking my shit up. <laughs> it's I mean, people are already hacking homes now. Yeah. No matter no matter what you do, as far as computer wise, it's still going to be hackable. Yeah. You have know, all the firewalls and protections and antivirus and go down the list of shit I don't know. There's always somebody who can hack it. Inevitable. Yeah, always. There's always somebody bigger and stronger. There's always somebody smarter. Always. Yeah, it's just like it kind of just builds on each other each time. I mean, y'all, you will always have the white hat hackers, which are like the good hackers. You know, that's the ones that are they're, they're, they are there to protect. And then you'll have the ones that are there for malicious intent. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're they're always one up in each other. It's you know good cop bad or not good cop bad cop, but it's like the the robber and the cop. I mean, yeah. it's cops and it's, robbers, or whatever. It's the wolf yeah. and the sheepdog. Yeah, it's always just. That's why the government's always hiring hackers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like hey, you can go to prison for uh, <clears throat> how was that seventy years, or you can come work for us. Your call. Yeah, and then they end up doing worse shit than they were doing on their own. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that's that's not my department. No, no. It could be like the human hack. I call him that. The guy uh, on the Catch Me If You Can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever watched that you movie. you never seen that movie? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. I was I went through a period of time where I just really didn't like Leonardo DiCaprio very much. You and everybody else. So I didn't watch <laughs> any movie that he was in. I think Romeo and Juliet did it for me. I hated that movie so bad. Yeah, movie was terrible. Yeah, movie was almost was thirty like, years ago. Yes, Close actually, it was. Yeah, because I was doing a play. I was doing the Romeo and Juliet play at the same time that that movie came out. <laughs> 
And, well, uh, you, and you look nothing like Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> whatever. I'll take that as a compliment. Take it um, how you want. I mean. <laughs> but it was so. I've seen the girls he's dated. It's <laughs> so different than he's also rich. So that's why. good point. Good point. That's yeah. why it's not how good looking he is. Rich and famous. <laughs> he's got a yacht. Do you have a yacht? I don't have then a yacht. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just I didn't. So, so you're doing for it. you're doing the play. Yeah, I was doing the play, and that movie came out, so we all went and watched it, and it was just so different from the source material. And just so... No, they were updating it, though. I know they modernized it, but it was... I did like the PPs in it. I just Mm -hmm. didn't like it. Yeah, I wasn't. I never liked Claire Danes. There's something... Maybe I'm a traditionalist. Like, I think that there are some things that you just shouldn't try to modernize. You know what I mean? Like, there's some things that were perfect the way they were made originally. And just stick with that. Like, and I feel that way about like some like songs and stuff like that people will cover. And then it's totally different from the original. That was a perfect song. Yeah. But then they cover it and they have to put their own spin on it or they just do it the same way that it was done. I'm like, why don't do that? The one exception is Tennessee whiskey by Chris Stapleton. There's always an exception to the rule. There's always an exception always an to the exception. rule. His version of that song is fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's way better. Yeah. yeah. I hate when they remake movies. Um, it seems like they do it often these well, days. They're out of well, ideas. They, well, there's only so many, what is it? There's only like 11 or 12 plots that get used in movies. Yeah. I'm okay and with using the, kind of keep, the same kind of plot. But yeah. When you actually take a movie and you remake that movie. Oh, you mean like Top Gun Maverick? That's a sequel. Uh, that, that is no, a sequel. It's a fucking remake of Star Wars A New Hope. Everything's a remake of Star Wars anymore. It's the exact same plot. So what? You fly your You're airplane through this canyon <laughs> and you got to shoot it into this bunker and that's what destroys the whole facility. There's no G-forces sounds like in Independence space. Day. <laughs> yeah. There's no G-forces in space. So it's different. It's not different. It's different. It's the same fucking. And they're not thing. using lasers; they're using missiles. Completely different. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's a travesty that we waited close to forty fucking years for that sequel, and that's all they could come up with. I like. And then it. held it for two years. Yeah, wasn't after they about made that, it. But I, but I liked it. I didn't like it. Didn't care for it at all. I still haven't seen it yet. You're, you're not missing anything. He's the exception to the rule. <laughs> I mean, it's got amazing reviews, but yeah, yeah I know it does. I, I just haven't seen it's, it yet. I I watched it. We went to the theater and watched it because my wife wanted to watch it. She loved it. Okay. I was just sitting there the whole time, and I'm like, I feel like I've seen this movie before. I have seen this movie before. Yeah. So. I don't know. But no, you're right though. They do remake a lot of movies, just fresh out of, out of ideas or what. But they really do. Let's see here. Remade movies. Oh, it's TV. Hang on. <laughs> Every time. 
every time he starts to look something up on his phone, it takes him forever, and there's just dead silence while he's sitting there, and we're all just staring <laughs> at you, him, fucking know, with his phone. So in '94, they made they made Angels in the Outfield. Uh huh. I didn't know that was a remake from 1951. Um, Same name. Yeah. Didn't but at least that. they waited forever in a day for that one. Yeah. yeah. It's not like they waited, you know. 45 fucking years. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. The, li- the live action movies they're making from Disney. Yeah. The new Little Mermaid. Like that. One. I mean, I, I saw the Aladdin one or parts of it. I was like, nope. It was actually a pretty good one, but it, it just depends it. on how, it how you look at it. It just missed. It just missed. It was good. But it was just a little off, and I, I don't know if it was the CGI wasn't quite as good or, like, what it was, but it just wasn't. And we've talked about that with the whole like the DC movies, like yeah. by and large, they. It's not that they don't have good plots and good stories; they do, but it's almost like they're just like they start off and they're in a, going in a great direction. And then somewhere along the way of the movie, they just kind of like, they just miss. Like the CGI isn't quite good enough. The dialogue doesn't quite work out right. It it could be the actors. It could be the wrong person, wrong part. Planet of the Apes. Yeah. I I didn't like the remake. The Mark Wahlberg one? Yep. Didn't like it. I like Mark Wahlberg, Mm -hmm. but sorry. So you like the original? I like the original with Charlton Heston. Yeah. So, and you also got to remember that was early in Mark Wahlberg's career. Yeah. Like I said, it's nothing against Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. It was, I think it was the movie itself. Carrie. I they remade Carrie. I yeah. I, I, remember, I haven't seen it. It was that, uh, Chloe Grace Moritz. Moritz. Yeah. I like her as an actress. Mm-hmm. Didn't like the movie. Not a huge Sissy Spacek fan either, but that movie was great. I, yeah, I don't know. I've never seen either well, one of them. I, I like the original. I like the yeah, original I've never better. seen the newest one. Yeah. Robin Hoods. They've, there have been so many different remakes of Robin Hood. Are you talking about the latest one? Like the last one with... Um, Russell Crowe? No, no. I, that one was eh. Oh, oh you're talking about tar- the one with... Taron Egerton. Taron Egerton, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't great. No. For me... It wasn't. I'm sorry, Kevin Costner was is my Robin Hood. Now, that could be some nostalgic nostalgia there, too. Yeah. It could be some of that. Well, and they had Morgan Freeman <clears throat> in that one, too. Yes. So he makes every movie better that he's in. Now, I did like the new Karate Kid. With, uh, with Jackie Chan. And Jaden. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't, see that didn't, didn't care for him as an actor. <clears throat> Jackie Chan was good. Yeah. But still, but it I was still like the original Karate Kid. It was a different story. It was. And I liked it that it was, I, I mean, I it was the same story, but it was different. But they put they, it in a different setting. Yeah. I mean, how hard would it be for anybody to move from here to China? Or Japan or any other country, different language, different customs, different everything. Yeah. And now you got to try and fit in. And and a lot, and like, if you move to an Asian country and you're coming from here, you're obviously different. I don't care who you are. That'd be tough. Yeah. So. So, I mean, just, it's one of those things where I just, I, they're remaking everything, and I'm not a huge yeah. fan of it. No, they are. Uh, they've remade Godzilla, it seems like, several times. I mean, yeah, they made Every one, 10 years, they've come out with a new Godzilla. Yeah. So, I guess, I don't know if that's considered a, 
sequels or continuation. But the problem is, is it always it seems like it's a reboot. It's, it's a reboot. But it, it will always be called Godzilla, and then like so many years later, it's called Godzilla. It's yeah. not yeah. like it's Godzilla two or three. Yeah. Or you know the wrath of dragons or lizards yeah. or whatever the heck he is or you know it's just godzilla so i, I and he always looks different it's never he does the same a bit, yeah yeah just a little bit yeah the jurassic park movies yeah yeah just it's, it's old oh well it's just a to me it's just a bunch of rerunning of the same stuff yeah. i mean yes there's a lot of action there's a lot of uh you know running around and you know dinosaurs and it's like the same they try to rehash the same signature stuff but they just throw it in there it's not like it's natural yeah. you know like yeah. back in the day i mean you seen like the drinks or whatever they're sitting in the the jeep or whatever and you got the cup and you see or the glass and you see the the t-rex every time you see the little trembles in the water now they try to do that and, and you know i think i'd seen that in the first newest jurassic park one that came out but yeah. it's like it, it just felt like it was thrown in there. It yeah. didn't feel like it was actually. They're trying to t- tip their hat to the original. But see, in the original, that was foreshadowing because yeah. you didn't know what was coming. True, you didn't. But now you watch that movie and it's like, okay, well, I know what's going to happen. Yeah. So it's almost like it's a waste to the, do that. The T-Rex always wins. T-Rex always wins. Even on their, all their new genetically made dinosaurs, <laughs> the T-Rex wins. The T-Rex yeah. still won. Mother, Mother Nature's <laughs> like, you can't beat me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Mother Nature's yeah. pretty much undefeated. Pretty much, right. <laughs> I did. I did Early like Father Time. <laughs> I did like that Jimmy Buffett was in the movie, carrying his margaritas. Uh, I don't... So in the first Jurassic World, when the pterodactyl-looking things came in mm-hmm. with the T Rex head, you see a guy grab two margaritas and run away. Uh-huh. That was Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> I did not pick up on that. <laughs> I didn't either. I, I read pick it. Up I read on it, that either. I read it online. I was like, "What?" So. Okay, sure. Fuck was. <laughs> oh man. So, what is next for uh, your YouTube page, bro? Come oh on. gosh, bro. I know, man. I would just ha- tell you I'm slacking, but no, it's more than that. I mean, a lot of it is too. It's like when you're like a one stop shop or a one man army, and you're trying to figure out how to get everything, um, you know, put together and stuff like that. It gets a little tough. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I know a lot of people probably have went through that. I know you've probably went through that uh, quite a bit as well. But I think for me, my problem is I get caught up in so many new projects. Yeah. It's really hard to focus sometimes on just getting out. So I'll start, say, like a review as a good example. And I'll have a review kind of halfway put together i'll put a video out i'll even basically finish it even Mm -hmm. if it's something like i'm doing just like a breakdown of a laptop um my problem that i haven't put together is just the editing part of the video and actually going through figuring out how what can i do with this because i've learned and realized you know sometimes it's better to just do a video or at least put something together um, like a review, but then go back and try to do a voiceover. Um, I trying to do it all in once. You don't know. Sometimes you, you either you're going to sound scripted or you're going to end up forgetting key points. Yeah. And that's my problem. It, it would be helpful if I almost had someone there that is, you know, kind of with me to at least like say, Hey, you know, ask me some of the questions if we're going to do it ad lib that way. But if not, then I just need to do a video 
and then come back later and, and actually do an overlay of the voice. So, so yes, if you guys can come help me, we so, can get some so videos yeah, put together. Already, Dude, you down. already know your problem. Yeah, that's the first yeah. step. Yeah, <laughs> and now, now you just need to fix it. Yeah. First step, true. Hey, like we've said before, we don't live too far apart. No, we don't. So, just call me. Okay, I will. I will. I will come set aside some time, and I'll <laughs> come over there and stand off camera and ask you questions and do whatever. I'll even fucking I'll be your Vanna White and point at shit. I don't care. <laughs> You'd be uh, hell yeah, yeah. I have nice hands. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, but no, I. You're you're right though. I mean, it's a good point to bring up and stuff and. Uh, the first and the one thing I didn't want to do, I didn't want to start something and then not continue on with it, you know, because, I mean, that's kind of what everyone goes through, right? You know, we don't want yeah. to start projects and then not finish them. Yeah. And another part of just really with the YouTube stuff is, like, I have such a love for flying drones. Yeah. Um, so that obviously takes time away. Um, I've been studying to try to get this remote pilot license and it's... It's a start-stop process. You know, you start getting into, you know, more stuff, and then you. it's like I keep getting – it's like a squirrel. It's like a dog that sees a squirrel, you know. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, squirrel, you know. So He's like the dog from Up. That's yep. it. Doug. Yep. That's it. I'm start Doug, baby. Up. Start calling him Doug. Start calling him Doug. <laughs> Will you be my friend? That's great. <laughs> squirrel. Wait, squirrel. <laughs> Where are you going? The master says that is a bad idea. You cannot go there. That's me. So, so yeah. We're going to buy him a cone of shame, though. Yes. Oh, what now? The cone of the shame. The cone of shame. The cone of shame. Okay. Yeah. Every time you don't put out a new video yeah. on time, we're going to make you wear the cone of shame. Okay. You know what? <laughs> we can do it. We'll this. start at five minutes, and then each time, each infraction, you just have to keep adding time. <laughs> so if Jeremy doesn't show up to help you, cone of shame. Cone of shame. Gotcha. Yes, I, I accept that. I, that's a consequence. It's got to be fair. Yeah. Across, across the board. Across, across the board. board. <laughs> yeah. I am 100%. Everybody gets treated with the same fucking rules. I'm fine with that. So, what about you, Chris? We got to come up with a cone of shame for you. you got it. Mm. Yeah. Man, I don't know because I don't want to do that stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not into the techie thing. I get mad when my phone doesn't work right. <laughs> I tell you what, we'll we, come up with something. Yeah, no. yeah. We need to. Uh, it's, a, it's a work in progress. Yeah, work in progress. Got to get that Jeep lined out, and then that way you can start. I thought you were going to do that yesterday. Content. No. What? No, his his Jeep's gonna take some some time. Yeah, not too much time. I thought you were gonna do the rust thing yesterday. No, it's no, not, not yet. We need the weather to stabilize a little bit. Seventy gotcha. to ninety, right? Yeah, but preferably eighty. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll be your navigator and not Fuck raining. That guy. He's mean. <laughs> Whatever, bro. But no, we do need to get that going. How many cans you think it'll take? For the hood, right? Mm, yeah, probably about. Mm, depends on how many coats. Um, maybe three, three coats, four. I think he needs to buy a motorcycle. Oh gosh, another toy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Then we have three people go on a trip. We just need one more. Because well, it's weird having three guys on a hotel room. <laughs> so, one more makes it better <laughs> right. say, so. you can't have one open spot in the bed man that's just weird <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Nothing to see here. We're fine here. Wow. No, I was kind of thinking the same thing. <laughs> no, that's funny, I mean, man. you get four people going, you get two hotel rooms. There you go. Now you each there have you. your own bed. There you go. There you go. Okay. That was a good clarification. Ex- explain that. Man, you guys yeah. are weird. <laughs> it's just the way it came out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Who, who's gonna if you if you have three people and you share a hotel room, mm-hmm. you either double up in one bed. That's yep. awkward. Yep. Or you get a rollaway <laughs> bed and somebody gets screwed on the shitty bed. Then we're all none of us are young. No. Unless you get lucky and there's a couch. That's the only thing. But like and those said, couches suck. They do suck. You'll get a chair. Yeah. <laughs> you get a hard with office a, chair with a neck roll. You know yeah. what I mean. To, Kind of keep I mean, your your neck from. Yeah, <laughs> we're at that age now. You tie your shoe wrong, or you sleep wrong, and you put your socks on wrong, yeah, or you sneeze. You're like, oh, I'm down for a week. Yeah, you're right. Or just opening something from a cabinet door. Yeah, you know, just like, it's like oh my god. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't take a full breath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, I've been there, done that. It ain't great. I tell you what, I do use those massage guns. Yeah. I know yeah. that's I've, I've, trendy. I've got one. I know they it's work. like yeah, no, I know it's like an air fryer. I mean, everything is trendy right these days, you know. Yeah. But do got an air fryer they, too? Yeah. Aren't they like the best <laughs> they thing? Are. They're so Aren't, much better than the microwaves. The ninja thing is amazing because it'll grill, it'll fry, air fry. Oh, you got one of those? Yeah, it's the expensive. Oh, you got one. the nicer one. It was, yeah. it was a gift. Uh huh. Do you got an air fryer? I do not. Ah, we got. His air fryer got shipped to my house because it was a Christmas no, present for his wife. No, that's not an air fryer. That was no. the Instapot. Oh, the Instapot. I've got three of those. <laughs> Two. Two or three. She keep, they're different sizes. I'm like, you know what? You do the cooking. You buy what you want. Because yeah. I'm going to end up buying another gun. <laughs> You're pretty quick. <laughs> and she never says no. <laughs> But no, but getting back though, those massage guns do work. Yeah, I mean, See, especially right. for little stuff like that. You know, whenever we're kind of at that age, mm-hmm. yeah, and <laughs> like I've got, we all are. I've got two of them on oh, massage and, guns. Yeah. Oh, okay. And what do you know, then? I feel like they work about fifty percent of the time for me. And sometimes I think maybe it's because I use them for too long of a time. Like I need to like. Yeah, there's a there's like a five ten minute time limit on it. Yeah. Because they used them they used them on me during therapy, for my shoulder and my hips. Yeah, and they were you know because you know with with like with the hips it affects your back. Yeah, and the, my lower back would just be a knot. Lock up, yeah. yeah. And it, it was hard to it was already hard to get up because my hip the hip surgery, and then you add that and the, the muscles aren't they're compensating and all you know, it's all plays in. Massage gun was a lifesaver. Every every time I went to therapy is last ten fifteen minutes. Massage gun about ten minutes. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, it was, no, but, but it, it, it was longer because it was both sides because you did the entire lower back so it's all right well Jarrett, thanks for coming on i appreciate it absolutely um, thanks for having me on be guys. part of the rambling yeah <laughs> so what's your your youtube page is tech under yeah, fire tech under fire tech under fire yeah. so we'll get some more stuff. work in progress work in progress we're gonna get some more stuff uploaded onto that soon absolutely so um chris thanks for stopping by buddy yeah can't wait to go home yeah <laughs> you ain't going anywhere for a while we're gonna run up and eat real quick because yeah. mike will be here soon so same here i'm gonna go grab me something so <laughs> so everybody thanks for stopping by um just remember if you're struggling reach out there are resources out there for you if you know somebody that's struggling reach out let them know you care let them know what resources are available um Check out his YouTube page. I promise there's going to be content, more content <laughs> up there pretty soon. Um, and if there's not, 
I'll be wearing the cone, yep. cone of shame. Cone of no, shame. it's not the cone. It goes around your neck, man. <laughs> oh man, it's like it's, it's, be, it's the dog. Like the, the it's dog, dog cone. like this. Yeah. yeah, it's the dog cone. It can't be the cone of shame like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. And just remember, keep your standards high. Yep. There. Yes. Absolutely. So, all right. Thanks, and uh, thanks for stopping by.